Welcome back, guys, to For the Republic. I'm your host, as always. We are welcoming back from the uh, Wagner Group from Russia. By the way, uh, I told everybody you were in Russia last week, last episode for the um for the insurrection. Yeah, I saw that for the coup. And um, you know, you're back. You weren't <laughs> arrested. You know, everything worked out fine. And because uh, you know, we yeah. did two episodes without you, so people were wondering, like, where is he? Yeah, I just got back from uh, my uh, my expensive five million dollar private chat. As you can see, like my eyes are very droopy and tired. Yeah, he was in. He was. In, he was on Epstein Island. That's where he was. But I'm safe. Yeah, who in uh, who in knew that I was there? And uh, he gave me some uh, security guards. And uh, yeah, I'm well known in G. Russia. Because you're the bottom G. Yeah, I'm the bottom G. The bottom G. No top, only bottom. All right. Um, thank you again to everybody in Angola. We're we're number three, by the way. We're still number three in Angola in news and politics. How come we're not number one? I don't know. Actually, we're, well, we're going to ask you. You should ask that to the people in Angola. But anyways, we're still number three. So you know, thank you to Angola. Um, all right. So we're going to get into this episode. Uh, we're going to start with um, the Supreme Court. Uh, busy week for the Supreme Court as they ended their term. They're, yeah. on, uh, they're on break now. Right. And two cases. The first one was the um, the loans, the student loans. Pretty much they ruled that Bi- the ruling is that Biden does not have the authority to defer the payments or cancel uh, debt on any loans. And so... Did, did they um, have to go through the, um, the Senate for all that? And so, uh, no, yeah, pretty much that the authority, yeah, he doesn't have the authority to... Um, he doesn't have the authority to pretty much cancel debt. He has to go to Congress. Congress has to make a law canceling the debt. Right. Pretty much that's the ruling. People are like, people who don't know how to read, because, you know, these are opinions. You can read that. You can read what they say and you can hear what they say. They're mm-hmm. all like, the Supreme Court hates, hates people. It's like, no, it doesn't really care about people. It doesn't hate them, but it also doesn't care about them. It's like, no, it doesn't... Um, it doesn't um it doesn't care about your feelings. It's just saying that, hey, the law is that you can't cancel debt through executive action. You have to it has to be done through Congress. Mainly because if people actually know how the, the loans work, the loans are given through are pretty much set through Congress. Congress sets the interest rates. It, it that's just how it works. Like it, it, the president has really nothing to do with it except that it's managed through the Department of Education and they're the ones who sell those debts to the people who collect them later like uh, nelnet or navion or whatever there's a bunch of them right that's how it works not that the president tells you it's not like biden is not there sitting there saying that i want to give karen d five thousand for educate for his for his college at 3.5 like that's not what he's doing so he can't cancel debts that he has no authority to that he hasn't given out obviously or you know that's that's up to congress so it has to be an act of congress to do that Obviously, like all the other issues, the same thing with abortion. It's like with abortion. What do they say? It has to be done through Congress. If you want Roe v. Wade, the 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 not Roe v. Wade, but if you want what Roe v. Wade does, that has to be done through the Congress, not through you know executive actions or through the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is not there to legislate, which is again what also what they're saying. But the people in Congress, because they don't want to do their job. And they don't want to put their, you know, they don't want to, you know, put their foot on the line, dig their foot in the sand, and you know, put it all on the line and say, "Hey, we're going to do this." What do they tell you? The Supreme Court's 
political. No, they're telling you that you have to do your job, that you have to be. Why don't you go out there and make abortion laws and cancel the debt? Like, that's why people. That's why. That's why the majorities matter. If if you could do things through the court, majorities wouldn't matter. Right. Because just let the court do it. But the court says we don't have the we the court don't have the right to do it, and the president can't cancel debt. The court is pretty much saying this has to go back to Congress, and Chuck Schumer, he's the leader of the Senate, has to go make a bill saying he's going to cancel debt. And they could have done this, really, if they cared. They know this. They're pretending they don't know this. They know this. The senators, the Democratic senators, know this. Those people are lawyers. Chuck Schumer, surprisingly, is a lawyer. Like, they know this. They know they're supposed to make the laws to cancel debt, to codify Roe v. Wade, to uh, make affirmative action. Legal. Is he really a lawyer? They're, they, they, well, they went to school. That's all I can say. But that's, that was the first case that, that they lost their minds over. And then, you know, and then the second one was the one where they really lost their minds, which was affirmative yeah. action. That was an interesting one. That was the one that um they were really because I don't think they expected it. And I know I know conservatives have been talking about it and um, you know, they say we need to end it and I think but I don't think we've been talking about it through we're gonna sue to take it to court. Because this is a more recent case. This Harvard New North Carolina. Uh, this was a more recent case where um, pretty much, you know, uh, Asian students were feeling that they were being discriminated against when they were applying, and that because they were Asian, they were not being let in mm -hmm. through affirmative. Apparently, according to like affirmative action, or that they were using their race against them, um, because they wanted more blacks and Hispanics who weren't obviously qualified. That's the other thing with affirmative, and we'll talk. We'll, we'll break that down. But the ruling pretty much sets that you know schools cannot use race as a manner of discriminating who can get in and who can't get into their college. Right, much right, basic. Yeah. You want to, let you like, just put it on basic terms. The universities can't discriminate. Now, the ruling does not apply to military academies. So they can't. They can But that, that's a little bit different. You know, you're not going to a military academy just for education. You're going, obviously, to serve a purpose afterwards. So it's like two different arenas, in a way. Um, and then everyone freaked out because... I don't know if you saw the um, tweet by a former Obama uh, intern. I think she worked. I think she had a permanent uh, role as like a staff member, but she worked for Obama, and she put out a tweet, pretty much saying, pretty much saying what we know they're saying, but they don't want to say. She said the quiet part out loud, which was like, you know, blacks can't get into college without affirmative action because they're not qualified. Oh, that's I saw that they, one. No, I, I, I saw that on one. Their own. You saw that one. Right, that's right, one. right. That's how they that's think. The, that's, that's really sad. That's, exa exa that's exactly how they think. That, that's a good point. That's exactly how they think. And they don't want to say that. They keep saying that it's because we love minorities. They don't love minorities. They love black people because they want the black vote. Yeah. Exactly. That's really Because whenever you talk about affirmative action, do, <clears> who do you hear talking about Hispanics and like Asians are technically a minority and Hispanics too, but it's always about black people. It's always about black people. That's what I feel. That's what I hear. That's what mm -hmm. I hear from them. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what, what about the black people? It's like, well, what about everyone? Yeah, well, everyone care else. about everyone? What about all the other minorities? What about the Native Americans and the Asians and the Hispanics you care about? We care about them, but what about the black people? It's like, well, more blacks get into college than Hispanics. Shouldn't you care? Where's the where's the affirmative action for the Hispanics? Where's the Hispanic Lives Matter? More more blacks graduate from college than Hispanics. More blacks get secondary degrees 
uh, graduate degrees than Hispanics. I like so where's that affirmative action? But that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. It is a big hypocrisy. It's just all hypocrisy. Oh, it is. You know? But yeah, that was that's what they were saying. And so um, so they're freaking out and they're pretty much saying I saw some people people that we know by the way posting on like social media like I, I hate Republicans. And it's like what did we do? Like I didn't I didn't write that decision up. I, I was I'm not on the court. I'm not an attorney. Like what do you I don't mean? know why like, do you think it's a bad thing. It is actually a good thing. Like why Because they... they don't like merit based because to them merit based anything is oppressive. Because they're saying that you're telling me that my blackness can't get me a job? I'm black. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> say you like that. Well that's kind of what that's pretty much what they mean then. That's exactly what they mean when they say that. That's my blackness can't get me a job. Yeah, literally. Literally, like, my blackness can't get me a job. Well, yeah, that's literally what we're talking about. No, but um, they don't, like, merit-based anything, if you ever notice. It's, remember, all that they do is based, it's all on that, like, famous um tag that they had a couple years ago where it was, like, demography is destiny. And it's, like, their race is essential to them. So what's the, that's why you hear, like, you hear black people talking about, like, well, after, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, black culture and black, uh, black language and very oh, appropriate yeah. my things. It's right. like that's who they are. They don't have any, anything else to them. That's who they are as people. That they're black. It's like saying like, like, oh, what type of person are you? I'm a black person. No, like, are you like an outgoing person? Are you like indoorsy? Do you like to read? I'm black. No, I think, I think those are the same kind of people that just have nothing in their life. Like no exactly. talent. No, none of that. Exactly. That that that's my point. It's like there's nothing to them except the race. It's like if I asked you, like, uh, if someone asked you, like, hey, what what do you like doing? Oh, I'm a black person, so I like doing black people stuff. <laughs> what? But if I tell them, like, oh, so you like fried chicken and watermelon, and you like grape juice, are you racist? <laughs> How dare you appropriate my black people stuff? It's like, no, that's not the point. That that you 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 you're the one saying this. You're the one promulgating this racism because it is racism. Yeah, it is. Racist. It is. To, to say that I'm black, so everything about me is what all black people do. And then it's like, black people aren't all criminals. Yeah, but you're saying that everything about you is what black people, like, you know what I mean? Like, just follow the, the, the game here. Like, if everything about your community is, is, is the stereotype because you're black, and that's what's essential, it's that, yeah, if most black people commit homicides, yes, then you're also a murderer. Like, I'm following your logic. It's very flawed, but it's your logic. So, no, they don't like merit-based anything. So, they don't like the fact that you have to work hard to get anywhere. And those Asian people, like, again, and it's not that all Asians go to college because they don't. Not all Asians go to college. Not all Asians graduate, get a degree, a secondary degree. That's not, like, the case either. Because if you look at, like, yeah, like if you look at the people who are graduating from college, it's not all Asians, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not every Asian person in America has a bachelor's degree. That's not, anyway, that's it's not, not all it white either, yeah. Exactly, not even all whites. And there's something really twisted about that also. It's like that affirmative action, because it's not it doesn't apply just to college, it applies to the workplace too. Oh yeah. So it's something very twisted about the fact that you have to have these set amounts of people because of affirmative action. Bro, I was dealing with that in my last job. Um when I was working uh, for the city in Plainfield. Oh yeah. Like like yeah, the the director who was black said that he didn't want to hire any white people because he wanted to create diversity. 
Yeah, exactly. well, isn't white like, isn't white also diverse? Like it doesn't make. You don't sense. have. It's, you should ask the question. Like, do you have so white people here? So you're basically hiring me because I'm Indian because I have a different kind. Because of you're not white. Because exactly. you're not white. Exactly. And it's like, okay. it's like the other question is like, well, do you have any white people here? It's like, yes or like they don't. They don't have any white people there. Then it's like, well, shouldn't you hire one for diversity? Exactly. That's why, like, I always felt like diversity was just like all this. All this talk is really just anti-white, and we're not white, but we're like anti-racism. We're act. We're legitimately anti-discriminatory, which they don't. They don't. They don't like. We're and we're actually anti-discriminatory. Where it's not that we love white people. It's not like we don't want to hate them. Why are you being racist to them? Why they're, are they're also the same them? kind of people that say that we we bend the knees for white people. Oh, no, we there's, don't. there's a lot just... of white people that I kind of don't. Like, no, we're just we're just legitimately what you claim you are. So you're saying that you're anti-racist. No, you're racist and we're anti-racist because we're not sticking up for white people. We're sticking up for the whole group. And if we notice that black people want to oppress black people, white people on the basis of that, they've been victimized over 400 years. By the way, many of them today have not. It's like, yeah, you're trying to put down white people to put up black people. That's racist. That's obviously racist. And yeah. we're anti-racist. What you say you are, you're, but you're not. That's that's really the most twisted thing about it. So like, when, um, so like when, let me just get back to the case before I move on. Like, so the case obviously says that like if you want to encode like codify this type of discrimination, that yeah, you can. You have to do it through Congress. But through like this order, through hazard, how it's been done now is not is not uh, is not legal. It's not right. It's not the right. You can't discriminate, and it's not to discriminate in a negative sense because people discriminate every day. You discriminate yeah. when you sleep who you want to sleep with. You discriminate the you know who you want to be friends with, not the race, but the type of people. And that's why people don't have like um, their minds have been programmed to think it's all racial. If you've noticed, everything's racial. Everything's racial. So like if someone gets fired and he happens to be black, it was always oh, because he's black. Is that why he got fired? It's like no. It's maybe because he's bad at his job or maybe because I can't afford to have him on the payroll anymore. Like there's reasons for things. There's other qualities, other aspects to things in life other than race. But people don't comprehend that nowadays because everything's so racialized. Everything's so yeah. racial. Yeah. So, so they're saying you can't discriminate or choose people to get in or out of college again because of their race. So you can't say Juan is getting in because he's Hispanic over uh, over uh, Lee, who's Chinese, because we we don't want Asians. We want more Hispanics. Even though Lee has a way better SAT scores, has a better GPA in high school, did way more volunteering, uh, was potentially a, a student athlete, or you know was in clubs, over Juan, who you know may not you know not saying that Juan Juan is bad in college, but is not as good as as Lee. But because he's Hispanic, you're saying, you know what? We don't want Asians. We want Hispanics. We need this one. So that that's what they're trying to say. Like, and if you read the case, it wasn't clear cut. They were they were actually they like if you read the opinion, and I read some of the opinions, not all of it, because it is like two over two hundred pages. But <laughs> they outlined the hiring. They outlined the enrollment process in Harvard. So it's like a scale. So like there's points to this. There's like there's like uh there's points, and if you qualify, like you know you get qualified based on points, and you can uh. For either one, there's like six points is the max and ten points is the max. If you're at ten, you're in. If you're at six, you're, you should you should get in. And they're like not based on race. They're based on academics. They're based on SAT test scoring. They're based on extracurriculars. They're based on 
you know, family information. They're based on different th things. Mm -hmm. Like everything we heard going when we were going to college, they tell you like, hey, you should volunteer. You should do clubs. You should learn language. You're like you should have other aspects outside of your grades. Those are also qual uh, qual qual qualifiers. Those give you points. What it doesn't get in there isn't like you don't get two points if you're black. You know what I mean? Right. Like you don't get five points if you're Asian or Hispanic. Like that's not in there. But they try to fit it in there because, of course, the quotas and the diversity aspect. I mean, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it either. It's like I don't care if I get the advantage or not. It's like you're undermining my kind of knowledge. You're thinking that I'm pretty stupid, and so I can take the advantage of it because of my skin color. Like, I'm not a huge fan of that stuff. So they kind of do that a lot when it comes to black people. And it's really annoying. And it, yeah. and it annoys me that they don't even look at it either. They don't look at it from no. that side of perspective. They said, that, oh, because we've been we've been uh, undermined by white people so, like so many years, we should get that chance. Because they, they think that white people get so many benefits. It's like, no, they don't. I heard someone um, on a comments on, uh, I was on LinkedIn, <laughs> and there was like a comment. There was like, they were posting about it. On, and somebody said, um, somebody a black person was like well i'd rather get hired because i'm black than not hired because i'm black it's like well what difference does that make what does that mean it's like they would rather get hired because of their race than not get allowed access to like get the job because of their race which by the way is really the same thing if oh. you think about it it's like i got hired because i'm black but i didn't get the job because i'm black isn't that's the same thing it's just that there's a different outcome but the pretense the, the way you're like for like the, your thought process in the hiring process is the same regardless of the outcome that's the problem that so they're looking at the outcome but not looking at the, the process the process is racist that's what they're trying to tell you the process is racist the outcome yeah you have a job that's good for you but you realize that the the process in which people are getting these jobs is racist that they're essentially saying that I'm hiring you because you're black not because you're qualified, not because I like you, because you're black. That's racist. That's obviously racist. That is. And those Asian students, what I like about the fact that the lawsuit is that it didn't come about is because we're not being accepted because we're like, because, you know, they're racist. Like, yes and no. They're just trying to say that we're also a minority and we're not being allowed into schools because of our race and other races are getting are getting priority within the minorities so like blacks are getting in when they shouldn't be getting in because we're racist because not because we're racist because we're asian because we're asian my bad that's what they're saying so like I, they're not coming from like this like uh like when you hear for black people it's like everybody's racist and there's the institutional racism and blah 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 and i need like they're not coming from that angle they're coming from the angle is that there's something wrong because the process is racist they're not mm -hmm. saying the outcome is racist they're not trying to say that those black people are, you know, racist or that they're no, they're just saying that, hey, the process, which is what I like about it, because when you hear about like, you know, when you mostly black people, it's like the outcome is I like the outcome, even though the process is racist. But when I don't like the outcome, the, the whole thing is racist. You see that game? So yeah. it's like they like it when A is with A. They don't like it when A equals B, B meaning they don't get the job. So like, but A is the problem. A is the problem. That's what they don't like. So, right. yeah, um, you know, it's interesting because there is a darker side that people don't realize, like, if you keep this going on. And I'm seeing it. Like, if you read, if you go to, like, Stanford admissions uh, over this, like, past year or two years, they're also, they're, like, taking less white people 
less white people who are like non-legacy and legacy means like famous parents or like athletes, you know, stuff like that. Like from like wealthy families. That's not, that's like, that's legacy. Non-legacy is like, legacy is also like the, the child of an alumni or like, uh, you know, like favorable positions. Like if your family gets right. money or like you're a celebrity or if you're like this or like you're like a star athlete, that's legacy. Non-legacy is the normal people like you and me. Like if we apply, take the test, do whatever and try to get in, they're taking less white people non-legacy than they ever had. Just white like, people. White people. Like they're taking less non-legacy white people. Like there's more legacy white people than non-legacy. Meaning there's more people getting in, not for their merit, but for other things other than that they're good students than if they're good students. So less good white students are not getting to into, into Stanford. And uh, they're actually bragging about that. They're bragging about the fact that they have this diverse and that there's more minorities in there than ever. And it's like, you're bragging that you're being openly racist to a group that donates a lot of money to in return. Because when these white people get these jobs and become high powering, they donate back to the universities and their children become the legacy students. But they're just outright denying them. And they're like, it's racist, obviously. They're denying them. And they're really hurting their own uh, system in the long term. Uh, and then there's this other aspect to it. Um, uh, Thomas Sowell talks about it a lot when he talks about education, and it's the um, it's that thing about um, the quality over the quantity. So like you've heard about, it. you can have as many minorities if you want, but if they're not all qualified, then the quality of what you're doing, if you're offering a service, if you're like getting an education, is going to be shittier. It's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. So like it doesn't matter how many black people go to college if they're not qualified to get into that college. So he did a study pretty much saying that like um so like yes black people can go to Harvard. There are some qualified, but not all of them. And if you try to institute that to say that you've heard this too, because it happens in hiring when they do like these hiring quotas for diversity. Oh, for sure, yeah. And so and you hear this a lot like in the women men pay gap, you hear this theme come out on our side. It's like, okay, like if you have 10 black people who want to get into Harvard, two out of the 10 are going to be qualified, are going to be, you know, well-educated. They're going to have the highest test scores. They're going to have the GPA, like everyone else getting in. But because of this type of policy where you have to put people into college because of like, you know, a quota, mm -hmm. you're just like, you're just fitting them in despite them not being prepared for the academia or for the, you know, the rigors of like the academia or like, you know, the, you know, how difficult it is in that school. And so two out of the 10 are great, but the other eight would be, would are, they're smart. They're not stupid, but they would be very well at other schools that aren't Harvard. Right. But because you're fitting them in there, it's like you're setting them up for failure. They're not prepared for Harvard. They're not dumb, but they're not ready for Harvard. And when they go to Harvard, because they're not ready, They've gotten in because they're black on the basis of diversity. You've set them up for failure because they're not going to score well. They're not going to score as well as everyone else, including the two black people that got in, for example. You know what, mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you're setting them up for So the quality of their education will not will not be fulfilled because they're not prepared for that type of uh, level of difficulty. Not saying that they have to go to like, you know, Keene University, which is for stupid people. I'm just saying that instead of going to Harvard, Maybe they can get into NYU. Maybe they can go to Boston College. 
Maybe they can get into Notre Dame. Maybe they can go to Rice or, you know, uh, some other college. Like, they don't have to go to Harvard. Maybe they can get to a, a, a not a lower, like, it's a lower school, obviously, but not, like, the lowest school. And so they score badly when they go to Harvard, but those kids who have the same level, they've done studies, when they go to schools like, you know, Ohio State, Northwestern, Notre Dame, NYU, Columbia even, they do well. They do well. And they're the same kids that scored very well, but didn't score as well as the other kids that did go to Harvard. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, isn't, so, isn't there a, um, a specific college or university in New York where they're doing the same thing, but they're undermining more Asians? I think it's Columbia. Because, I think it was uh, Columbia. Yeah, I think it was Columbia. Yeah, because so, I yeah because I heard like they're, they're talking about how more Asians are succeeding more in college in New York than any other group. But I know, I know, I know there was there was a specific um, college or university that was doing that. I, don't I think it's what Columbia. What I think it might be Columbia. No, but there's a history. And Thomas Sowell, you can look into it afterwards. Um, he like does studies are pretty much like formerly because remember like. There's a point in our history where black kids in America were doing very well in education, and they were they were like elite black high schools. Right, I think it's like Stuyvesant High School in New in like I don't know if it's Washington or in like uh, Harlem or something. Uh, I think Brooklyn Brooklyn Tech I think was like at one time a like a predominantly black high school that like did very well. Like these were elite kids that could go off to places like Georgetown and Harvard on their own merit, on their own merit. Because they were well educated, they you know they were able to succeed in that difficult category of education. But over the years, obviously, because of all these policies and really the culture, it really starts with culture too, which we don't talk about a lot. Yeah. Like those that their education went down, their level of education went down, and so they're not qualified as they used to go, as they used to be, to be able to go to Harvard. And so these schools, more 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 of these kids and. Formerly elite black high schools, more of the kids that are graduating now are Asians and, and, and whites in New York City. And a lot of these are, by the way, in New York City. So, like, I think Stuyvesant High School is in New York City. A lot of, like, it used to be a black elite school. Now, a lot of black kids don't graduate at the top of their class, or like, most of the class isn't black and like very intelligent because the education standards in that community have gone down. It's more, it's more Asians and whites graduating from that school than it is blacks, which is crazy to think about. It was only 40 years ago, 50 years ago. And Thomas Thomas Sowell does a lot of those studies, and the fact that he's ignored, you know, is, is like a, it's like a shame because those are really like that no, really no, no, no. outlines how affirmative action doesn't really benefit people in the ways that they think it benefits people. No, no. and uh, and I want to get to the workforce part of it before we move on to our next segment. But um, also it's the hiring because you hear about the diversity quotas. Yeah, like you need to have this certain percentage of your workforce. You need to have this certain amount of people that are black, Hispanic, Asians, Indians, you know, except for example, etc. And so my thought is that, okay, if before the diversity quotas came in, you, you had, let's say you had, uh, let's say you had 70% of your workforce was, was white. 70%. And you're now saying that you need to have it almost, almost equal where it's like white and minority. What do you do with that 20%? It's all black. <laughs> well, what the, what happens to the twenty percent of white people that have to that 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 have to pretty much now be turned into the into the into the minority camp? I know the I know the Amazon that I used to work was doing the same shit, and like it was no, the, the answer is they get fired. They get fired. No, no, yeah, you have to but fire I, them. 
I know, yeah, the, but but the Amazon that I used to work at, they they try to balance out the uh, the racial group as well. But it was mostly like Hispanics and Indians rather than um, it it wasn't even a lot of blacks either. But it was like less less whites. It was less whites, but it was more Indians. It was more Hispanics. And they, what did they do to fix that? Nothing. No, no. How did, just they, like did they fire people? No, did they fire people. A lot of people quit. They didn't, they didn't get, well, not a lot of them got fired, but a lot of them quit. So, why did they quit? They probably couldn't handle the work. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. but that—that's affirmative action for you. That's pretty much it. And so, well, like my case is like if you have a company that's established, these policies come into effect. And now you have to like reorganize your workforce on the basis of race to accommodate some insane leftist, you know, sissy boy in Washington. Now, like, you're gonna have to fire people. That's the answer. You're gonna have to fire people. And if the if America, which is majority white, is now being told that they have to accommodate, like, because at some point you can't hire more people. You just can't. You can't hire enough people. So if they're saying that, like, we're close to full. Uh, uh, employee, like we're at the max, we're at the max occupancy for employees. Like, let's say we're fully hired. I can't hire more people either because I can't, can't afford it or because at some point, if I hire too many people, it's going to be crowded on and we're in the office. Like, I can't fit more people here. Mm-hmm. There's not enough business for me to hire more people either. I'm saying mm-hmm. that things are slow, but like, I've reached the potential, I, I've reached the maximum potential I have for like the people I'm going to hire. Right. The only answer is you have to fire people. Because it's not like you can turn people into women. Like, you make them trans. You can't turn someone black. You can't turn someone Hispanic. Like, yeah, yeah, like you can paint them black, but that's not really black. You can give them a sombrero, but that's not really Hispanic. The answer is you have to fire people. So if the majority of the country, America, is white, and most companies are probably going to... Because most companies, by the way, they do hire based on, like... It kind of always kind of resembles the, the, the demography of the country. If it's majority white, if it's a majority white country, you should expect majority white workforces, right? Mm-hmm. Typically. So now, if if every other country in America has to conform, has to conform to hiring these people by force, by force, because by the way, it's not like they're not hiring uh, Hispanics and blacks. They're just not saying that 100 percent of my workforce is black. Yeah. Right, because there's not enough black people in the workforce. That's all the other issue that they don't want to talk about. There's not enough qualified. Like if you're if you're if you're a tech company, you hear this most from tech. If you're a tech company, and you need more engineers, how many black engineers are there out there that are qualified to do the job? Like how many black how many black people are graduating from tech in tech? Not a lot. The answer is not a lot, and we know this. Not a lot. There's mostly Asians and in, in whites in that in that profession. The answer isn't to force people to hire black people, even though they may not be qualified again to do the job. Same thing as the education thing. It's you should hire, you should like incentivize more black people to get into into college for tech in STEM instead of like telling them, oh, you can be an English major. Yeah, you can go to do education. You should go be like a a a, a social stu- social studies uh, major. Like encourage, like incentivize them, like incentivize them to go into STEM, which you know will get them, will which will make more you know tech people. And so, um, yeah, that that's that's kind of the um, that's kind of the thing because what you're gonna cause if you keep firing people like what what they did is like they fire people because they're white and they need to accommodate is that all there's gonna be a bunch of white people that are unemployed mm-hmm. because they're white. It's not because they did a bad job. It's because hey, 
the government is forcing us to hire minorities, even though, you know, you did nothing wrong. You're not racist. We, we, we do have blacks and Hispanics and Asians working here. They're just not 50%. Because, you know, that's just, no, we're not looking to, you know, they're not hiring people on the basis of their skin. It's just that that's how the labor market worked out. Yep. And so now that they're being penalized, and so white people are getting fired because they have to come. So that's the ugly part they didn't want to talk about, that people don't talk about. Like, what happens to the people you have to replace because you have to put in these white uh, these minorities? Because they like to make it seem that these companies can hire you because they can hire more people. Sometimes they can. So they have to get rid of the people they have. What does that mean? You have to fire them. You have to fire them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I was surprised that um, Scoutus did that. So there we go. All right, so um, yeah, the education part is pretty simple. Um, the student loan canceling it is not going to fix anything. We've talked about it on, I think, on a Patreon episode. The problem with the student debt, uh, is the cost of college. Is that it's too expensive per semester to go to to college per year to go to college. It's too expensive. I mean, uh, there's a like there's like uh, graphs out there pretty much outlining you know, um, the cost of education over the years. And how it's pretty much the cost of college tuitions have like skyrocketed. I think it's like over like a hundred percent. How they've like they've pretty much doubled or tripled, I think, from like the nineteen mm-hmm. seventies when it was affordable to call it college. Like you could go, you could like have a college, like a four year college degree for like you know twenty thousand dollars, and it was payable. Like you you could you could pay that off. But people are not going to college. A year is like forty. Like I went to college where I went. My yearly tuition was in the 40s like at one point i did go to college for like my first semester a year uh the tuition a year was 51 thousand obviously i had scholarships and loans right and grants but uh like that's the total bill like the total bill is 51 the next year it was like 48 and then it went lower because drew i went to Drew university um they did do a thing where they lowered it to like 30 like 30 something plus the fees obviously where like yeah like at the end of the, like the bill it was like if you were like not living there it was like at 41 42 which is manageable but still pretty high mm-hmm. um it's the cost of college the cost of college is too high and like they like to blame it on the like it's the quality of education it's really the, it's really the cost of hiring it's really like it's not the professors it's the administration the administration of a college is too expensive so they're paying you know the college uh there's like a there's like a lot of administrators like college officials and more like there's more administrators than the professors at this point in most wow. colleges, and they get paid more than the professors that, a lot of times, and so that rises up the cost of college. Um, I also had a suggestion just to put it out here. It like if the government's handing out these loans, why not make them interest? Why not lo- why not make them interest free? That's really what I thought. Or like, bake in the interest into the principal loan. That you pay. Don't tell them that. Hey, we're gonna increase. The, you're gonna pay monthly uh, interest each. Like I, that's what I would say. Like it is a government program. It isn't a private bank. But because they, it is and it isn't. But because they give these uh, loans out to like uh, private companies to collect them, they hire an interest. Mm-hmm. I would say, why not just outfit it? Let the government collect these. Uh, let the government collect them. These things and not and not make, and not make interest. Like, and I get people are going to say, but where's the profit? Well, there's like some things you shouldn't really in the government, some government things shouldn't really be about profit. Is the military about profit? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Is education about profit? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So, um, 
you know, it's really more about the how it functions. Like, yes, sometimes, like, that's why you don't, like, you wouldn't privatize the military. Right. It's not about profit. It's about, you know, the government's going to do that best. The government's going to do the military best. I'm, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And I'm a conservative, but I'm not a libertarian that says, oh, just let people figure it out. But no, they, they can't figure it out. No, they, that's where they get me wrong. And so, um, that's just my suggestion. Why not make college uh, loans instead of making them loans? Just make them, make them like make them like no interest loans, where you or like even potentially forgivable, right? Like if 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 you're like a that's what I would say. Like if I'm a presidential candidate, I would say, and you can gain votes, and this would do very well to calm people down because remember the left is using this as a way to get votes and a way to make things more like uh, they're really just making more tension. Mm-hmm. More hatred. Because remember, what do they say? It's the Republicans that hate black people. It's the Republicans that hate poor people. They're they're using this to stoke flames of like uh, division. Yeah. And so you can really say, hey, we're not we're not going to cancel loans, but we're going to make them loan. We're going to make them interest free, so you don't have to. Because the interest really do hurt people. The interest is they do hurt because some loans I get it. Some loans don't carry interest when you're in college, but some of them do. Some of them do carry interest when you're in college, and I get it. It's very low percent. You know, three percent, five percent. At this point, it's like three percent. I know some people bragging about that. I have the one point seven. Nobody has the one point seven now. Wait, it's at three percent right now. Yeah, well, some of my loans are at three percent. Some of my loans are even at like four okay. percent, close to five percent a month, like yearly. But right. that that goes up every month, and so you know, people have to pay that, and so that does add up. If you're like, if you're, if you don't have a job, and some of the loans do, some of the loans, the interest starts as soon as you start college. Some of the loans don't, but hey, if you're there for four years at four percent interest, in four years, and you don't pay those loans off in the four years, obviously because you don't have the money, it's like that's going to add up. So, like when you get out of college, you're talking about you know thousands of dollars in interest alone that you're going to have to pay off, and that, and it's interest upon interest. So it's not the four percent on the five on the five thousand you got; it's the four percent on the whatever the amount is now. Holy shit, what the fuck? Because that, that's how it works. That's how credit cards work. You're not paying your interest on, you know, on your base amount. You're yeah. paying the interest on what, what the balance is, which includes interest. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how it works. And so, yeah, I would say, well, why can't you do that for college students? If you know they're poor, if you know they're vulnerable, if they don't have a job, obviously. Not that they're vulnerable, but they don't have a job. They don't have steady income. They don't have a degree, obviously, because that's why they got the loan. Make it interest-free. Problem. That's really what I think. And and you'll see that they'll pay you back instead of all these people not paying back and defaulting on their college loans. Because that's what you're going to see if people can't pay their loans. They're just not going to pay them. They're not going to pay their right. college loans because they have to pay rent. They have to live. So if you say, hey, yeah, we're going to do $5,000 for this is going to be your $5,000 loan for this year, right? For this year, we're giving you $10,000. Let's just say $10,000 for this year, you know, both semesters. Uh, yeah, don't pay. You're not going to pay interest on it. Just know mm-hmm. that in you know, 30 years, you're going to have to pay us back the $10,000 for this year or you know, in five years or you know, whatever pay, a payment, payment plan you make. That's my suggestion. You know, just make them interest, uh, no interest loans. Easy. Yeah. You'll fix the problem. And if a Republican did that, it'd be great because Democrats would hate that. <laughs> That's how it they would hate you. They would hate you if you did that. The Democrats would be like, how dare you take our vote? That's what they that's what they would do. So all right, we're gonna move on to the next topic.
topic. Our next topic is uh, RFK. Um, I don't know if you saw. RFK had, Jr. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And uh, he had um, he did two town halls this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw them. One was in New Hampshire for a local uh, New Hampshire. Uh, uh, I guess like it's a cable company, uh, like a news channel, like a channel in New Hampshire. Okay. And then the other one was News Nation. Now, you know, oh, News so Nation it, is like. Oh, so the other one was, was more like a local one? The first one he did in New Hampshire was more like local. It was like more for people in New Hampshire. Okay. It's targeted towards New Hampshire people, but the videos were on YouTube and I saw a lot of those those clips and I thought he, you know. Um, and then the other one was News Nation, which was based out of Chicago, but it's really based towards de- Democratic voters in the primary. Both of them are really towards Democrats because it's the primary season for Democrats, technically. Mm-hmm. Officially, it should be. The Democrats are going to screw him over, as they always do. Yeah. But um, so he had those two. Um, he had those two. Uh, what's that called? Those two town halls. And uh, I don't know if did you see any clips about them. Did you see any clips of them? Have you seen some? No? I saw a couple of them while I was at Russia. Yeah. So I watched the new the News Nation one. Uh, more than I watched the other one because the other one I guess there's like a barrier because you have to like be in New Hampshire I guess and pay for that that channel to watch the mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. But they did they, they released like I think over half of the town hall, uh, more of the important positions. And um, I like and I saw he's also been like on podcasting tours. He's been he was on he was on the Bill Maher. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed he's been, that, yeah. he was friends. He's been friends with Bill Maher for a while now. But that doesn't surprise me. Bill Maher has been a long life liberal. I still haven't seen that yet. Actually, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Um. That was a pretty good one. Uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, Bill was trying to help him with like the vaccine stuff. Like, hey, let's let me help you. He, he doesn't agree with him, but he wants him to like, you know, let's figure a way where you can look good on the vaccine stuff. You know, because most Democrats don't like it. Most Republicans. Well, okay, so what think, what they, doesn't what doesn't he agree on when it comes to vaccine? Well, they they just see they they. You know, as soon as someone questions vaccines, they're like, "You're a vax. You're a vax. You're anti-vax. You're anti-vax." Okay, that's what they say. And so they're yeah. they're blind. They don't really know how to read into what he, they don't know how to listen to what he's saying. And so Bill Maher kind of like read a New York Times article describing RFK recently, and you know the same things: conspiracy theorist, anti-vax. Uh, his family doesn't agree with him. There are people like his brother and sisters don't don't like don't endorse him. They say that he's a danger to democracy. So they put all these things out there, right? And and then they they make it. They want to make it stick. So they say, like you're you're a anti-vax and you're a conspiracy theorist. Get it? Mm-hmm. So that's what they say. And so he was trying to help him. So, anyways, in these town halls, uh, I came away very impressed. Um, I'm a conservative. I'm not voting for a Democrat because he's a liberal. Those are two opposites. Um, what's funny is that, uh, is that he's very, um, he has a, in terms in foreign policy, most, in most of his foreign policy, most of his foreign policy, uh, and, and a lot of what he says about inflate, about inflation and, uh, is very MAGA. It's very, it's very conservative. I'll put it that way. And it's pretty much what Trump says a lot of times. Um, that's where he loses people, especially on Ukraine and Russia. He's going to lose them because he's mm-hmm. very MAGA on Ukraine and Russia. Right. Very MAGA on Ukraine and Russia. Uh, pretty much what we what we're all saying. Like he's pretty much saying that. Look, uh, we I want the United States to broker a peace deal. 
and the Democrats go insane. How dare yeah, you? So, so okay, so he's not picking and choosing who who uh no, he's saying, who wins. He he just wants a peace. He That's wants pretty much end. It. So pretty much what Trump basically said. Pretty much what Trump's saying. And by the way, not just also like exactly kind of what Trump is saying. Also like, and he says it better than Trump. Sometimes I wish Trump would say 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 this in the ways that Robert uh, RFK would say this because he says it better. Uh, he's also younger than Trump, and you know, obviously not as. He comes from a different background. Trump is uh, Trump's not stupid, but he's Trump not is Trump. Trump. Is, yeah, Trump is like yeah. RFK is a lawyer, so he's very studious, and mm-hmm. he's like um, he comes from a very intellectual background, where he reads up on all these issues. Trump's Trump's uh, journey to these issues was, I'm a I'm a multi I'm a I'm a worldwide businessman who does you know real estate in the biggest in the most important city in the world, and I see this happening. I see this happening. And I don't like it. You know what I mean? So it's not that he studied on the issue. It's that he sees it happening. And he's been in the arena where he's seen it happening. So that's why. So they come to yeah. the same uh, con- They come to the same conclusions, but through di- different avenues. RFK has been reading the news and been reading books and articles over the past you know, couple of decades. Yeah. And so it's not even experience. It's like he hasn't done anything. He's just reading. No, um, no uh, Trump. And so Trump is like, I don't need to read it. I saw it. I've seen, yeah, I've yeah. seen what's going on. Like, yeah. I don't need to read that China is ripping us off on trade. I see that they're ripping us off on trade. Yeah, so that's he, why they're so, kind of different. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so I was basically saying like Trump is the one with experience, but the other one is kind of just like reading it out pretty much. Yeah, like he's, he's not, he's not, he's, he's not in there. He's not in there. He's, 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 out, he's looking there. there. He's out there, but he's not in there to experience. It. No, he's not. He's like, he's like. Like Trump is empirical research, like in terms of research and how they research their 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 issues, is that Trump is empirical. Empirical means that he sees it. So I see that Ukraine and Russia are in a war. I don't like wars because they kill people. Duh. I want to end it. <laughs> and then right. RFK is saying that I also like that, but I'm also saying that you know X, Y, and Z, and that it's you know how did we get here? And Trump kind of knows that, obviously, because he's seeing it. He sees it through like a business. He sees it through a cost-benefit analysis. He sees that because this is really the truth. Um, there was an agreement. They did have a sort of an agreement to prevent this type of war, and it's called the Minsk Agreement, where like Russia wasn't taking parts of Ukraine. It was just taking Crimea. It was making it was making Crimea officially Russian and giving rights to the Eastern Ukrainians who are Russian. They're native Russian. They have family in Russia. We talked about this on a prior on a prior podcast. Yeah, and that would prevent a war. And that's the Minsk agreement. They both agreed to it. This this yeah. disagreement was brokered by France and Germany, by with Putin and the Ukrainians. Zelensky likes the Minsk agreement before the war, by the way. He liked the Minsk agreement and he wanted to sign it. Who didn't want him to sign it? The neocons and the Democrats in the United States didn't want him to sign it. That's how we got to this war. Also, what got us to this war is, you know, NATO and building up NATO and more countries in NATO. And pretty much this idea that we're going to ask, we're going to want, like, we want Ukraine in NATO, apparently. That's creating a conflict. So all of that led to this conflict. And, And Putin's kind of talked about it. You know, he doesn't want NATO in Ukraine, obviously. Like, what if China put its alliance in Canada? Would we like it? No, we would be invading Canada immediately. Immediately. Yeah, it makes sense. And so um, 
So he he discussed all of that. And I like the fact that he was very clear because the Democrats don't haven't heard this before. They haven't heard someone in their party who they like, who they really like from a prominent family. Because the Kennedys are a prominent family. They're Democratic mm-hmm. royals. Mm-hmm. Most Democrats love JFK and they love RFK. They just don't like this part about them, that one of the sons and nephews of their idols is telling them, hey, we used to, Democrats, Democrats like, uh, I'm a conservative, always have been, they like to pretend that they've, they've always been the anti-war party. They like to pretend that they've always been the anti-war party, even though they've been the warmongering party for most of our history. I mean, were they, were they like been, that during Trump? They're like, oh, Trump's going to start World War Three. Well, that's what they said, but it's like, that's what they said. Now that they actually instigated this war, now they're saying that if you're against... And so what do they do to attack him? They say that he's a Putin apologist. That's what they say. They say, because they don't... They think of things like... This is what they think. They think that if you like... They don't They don't see it in that in the aspect of that there's a war and we don't like killing and we're going to end the killing. Yeah. They're saying that... There has to be a winner and a loser. And so if you want to make a peace deal, that means that Ukraine has to lose. It's like, no. By the way, like yeah, and it's like, and if I want a peace deal and, oh, that means that you're going to give Ukraine to Putin or parts of Ukraine. You're a Putin apologist. How dare not, you? Not that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Not exactly. <laughs> That's not how it works. Exactly. You're exactly right. And so he also outlines the truth. I discussed it before for an episode. There was a peace deal. In early in the war in 2021, uh uh Zelensky and Putin came to a peace agreement that looks a lot like Minsk Minsk 2. Let me call it like Minsk 2. The Minsk agreement number 2. It looked a lot like that. Why did the peace deal not go through? Because Boris Johnson went to Ukraine on the behalf of the Washington and the Biden administration and told Zelensky that we would not support any peace agreements you make with Putin. Which makes us what? Obviously, the Dems are not the anti-war party. That's obviously it. That's obviously. That's the obviously. So, so RFK is pretty much telling them that, hey, we used to pretend we were the anti-war party. He believes that they were the anti-war party. As a conservative, that's bullshit. They've always been the war party. They've always right. been. Korea, Truman. FDR, World War II. World War One, Woodrow Wilson got us in there. War. Those are wars. You're in the warmongering party. Uh, Iraq, cheer. cheer. The Democrats were cheerleaders for Iraq. Then look around there, Obama. He got two wars. He started, he started five more. He had seven wars. Where's the anti-war party? Like, I've always laughed when they say, where are you doing? It's a joke. It's a complete joke. But um, I like the fact that he explained it in that clear manner. And people, I could see people in the audience just like listening like, what? And he pretty much said, you're being lied to. They're being dishonest. They're hiding things from you. It's something they different know. from them because they always listen to the same old, you know, from like from the Obamas, from Biden. Exactly. Obama. That's my point. It's, it's, it's the same thing. So like when they hear this... when they when they hear stuff from RFK, it's different. Exactly. It because and that's my point. He's a prominent, prominent Democrat with a big name. He's the son of RFK, the nephew of JFK. He's a Kennedy. He was a lawyer. He was an activist. He is an activist for the environment. And he is an activist for, you know, against corporate greed. Like, he's a lawyer. He sued Monsanto. Like, 
He's anti-Big Pharma. These are things Democrats should love. But because he doesn't say what they want them to say, that's why they don't like him. And then also on the border, I loved what he said on the border. Immigration is also, he's very Trump on the, he's very uh, uh, Trumpian on the, I'm not saying MAGA, because people are trying to hijack oh, yeah, I saw, yeah, I, I saw that a little clip, yeah. He's very Trump in terms of immigration. You saw that, where he talked about the wall? Yeah. He was like, now, no, it's not that hard to just screw It's not hard. Yeah. It's not hard. And he went to the border. And he said the truth, what we've been saying. It's not just Hispanics anymore. Oh, he went there it's too? Asians. Yeah, he went there. Oh, wow. Well, he went there, and he was there until 3 a.m. Kamala, where the fuck you at? <laughs> no, where's Kamala at? He went until 3 a.m. He, he, he went to the border. He went to the most... He went to the worst parts of the border, by the way, where like in Arizona, where there was, there was more people coming in. And he pretty much explained to them the realities, because they like to tell you that, like, there's not there's no problems there. And I loved how the News Nation lady was trying to say that, like, that's not true. You have to go to the border and seek asylum. And he said, no, that's not what's happening. That's legal if you want to come in legally. The in- illegal immigration, which is what we're talking about. We're not talking about 7 million people in two years from legal immigration. We're talking about 7 million people in illegal immigration. That's what we're talking about. That's what we've been talking about. That's what RFK is talking about. That's what these idiots don't realize. And so he shut her up. He said, no, that's that's if you want to come in legally. I'm talking about illegal. The illegal people, that's 7.5 million. They come in illegally. They're coming in. And the Border Patrol are not allowed to do anything. And and I love how we talked about it. They, there used to be sensors in the ground that Trump, that the Trump administration put up so that these people could be captured and sent back. What did Biden do when he came in? He took them all down. Mm-hmm. He took down all the sensors in the ground, in the air, to prevent these people coming in. The wall. He talks about that. Like, he realized. He said, before, I didn't think I needed a wall. When I went there, I said, we need a wall. He did say, like, what I kind of what I kind of agree with, I kind of agree with our candidate. We don't need wall everywhere. I would like a wall everywhere, but it's not practical. It's kind of like uh, I, I, want a wall. I want a wall everywhere. You want a wall everywhere, but he's kind of, but it's not practical. This is why I kind of disagree. Yeah. It's not practical. Yeah. And so he's saying that. He's pretty much saying he's going to finish a wall. <laughs> he's going to finish a wall and put back the sensors and let Border Patrol do their job because right now there's a humanitarian crisis. And like he says, Democrats are supposed to care about fixing humanitarian crises, not creating them. And the Democrats in the room were just like, what? 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 But that, they can't say that's racist because that's a Kennedy. That's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. You're racist? No, I'm I'm the least racist. You guys are racist for letting Hispanics go through this mess because you want them for political purposes. Yeah, I mean, JFK wasn't called a racist, so it would be, be hard for people to believe that RK Jr. is racist. And he hit them where, where it matters most. He hit them with a sob story. He gave them an emotional story, which is true, by the way. There's a tree on the it's it's U.S. territory, but the but the border wall is right before it because it's very close to the Mexican border. It's called the rape tree. You can look it up. It's the rape tree. It's Who on tree? The rape. Okay. <laughs> it's the rape tree where the cartels. Why are you laughing? <laughs> the way you screamed rape was funny. Rape. The rape. What's so funny about it? Because you can't hear. You're not listening. That's why. It's a, it's a weird name. It's a weird name. <laughs> 
I'm going to tell you why they give it the name. Border Patrol is at the border, at the wall, and they can't go past that because the government won't let them. So the Biden, the Democrats won't let them do their job, obviously. The rape tree is that gets that name because the cartels, when they bring people in and they traffic them right. through the border, they bring them there, and that's when they collect their payment. Their payment, in terms of the women that they traffic, mm -hmm. the coyotes, they rape these women at this tree. And the Border Patrol, they see that, like, every day. And they, like, there's actually suicides. Like, there's been, I think, 40 suicides this year from Border Patrol agents on the border because they oh. see it, and they can't do anything about it. They can't. They're not allowed to. They can't huh? stop it. They can't stop it. That's Democrats for you. That's a Democratic administration. That's why it's called the rape tree. Right? Is, is, is it funny now, dumbass? Is it funny? Are you going to laugh? Mr. the fuck up. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you were laughing. That's the story. So nah, it's, it's sad, man. It's sad. It is nah. sad. It is Damn. sad. And so RFK used what they, you know, you know how like they're all about. I love the feelings. I love feeling happy and sad, and I love the because I feel because that's how Democrats act. Every Democrat, you know, I just feel like I'm just depressed because I feel like I'm being oppressed. I made that rhyme, and um, that's how they feel. That's how they feel. Every Democrat you talk to, most of them talk that way. And so he told them, hey, yeah. the Democrats... It's true. Yeah, and so he's telling you, hey, Demo there's a humanitarian crisis on the border that the Democrats are creating and making worse, and we can stop it, and it's easy. And hey, feel sad, because you're doing this. This is a sad story. So say, I want to help them now. I want to help the immigrants. That's mm -hmm. what he's saying. That's pretty, that's pretty much what he's doing. He's playing their game. He knows them. He knows them, and he knows how to talk to them. And what I like about it is that he's real. That's why Trump and yeah. RFK... He's not very popular. Yeah, he's not he's real. He's real. It's like when you talk to him, it's not, it's like that what he's saying is what he's thinking in their own ways. Yeah, he's not bought. It's not like he's talking. It's not like you're talking to Elizabeth Warren. No, or Ron DeSantis. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. That's the key differences. That's why they'll never be popular. That's that's why they'll never be as popular because yeah, they do the stuff, but it's like, we do know that's not real. You're doing the stuff for a reason. Well, okay, so a couple of questions. Um, do you think that uh, RFK Jr. can be an eye-opening for a lot of the Democratic Party? So it's not about whether if it's a Democrat versus Republican. It's not, it's not because it's a white versus black issue. Do you think yes. that it'll be a... It'll be a that he could be an eye opener for a lot of the Democrat Party. That it's all about anti-establishment versus establishment. What did I tell? Yes, yes. What did I tell you the other day? He's gonna red pill some people that are undecided independents. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. gonna red pill them. Right. Because he doesn't know this. He doesn't know this because as as the more he talks about the economy, the more he talks about foreign policy, the more he talks about anti-war, the more he talks about the immigration, and the more he's led on to these big platforms like News Nation, which by the way is a big deal. It's a new, it's a new channel. That's right. not trying to be a, like mainstream media anymore. Um, as much as he does that, people are going to realize, wait a second, that's what Trump did. And that's what Trump is saying in his Trumpian right. way. Right. 
Exactly. So he's going to red pill people without him realizing it. And I'm a conservative. I don't give a shit about Democrats. I don't care if they're if, if they're popular. I don't care. You know what I mean? So right. I care about the conservative movement. And what he's talking about are actual conservative principles. They don't call us anti-war because we're open to war. But we're open to war for the right reasons. The Democrats like to pretend that they're anti-war and that we never get into war because we don't like killing. Your history doesn't really agree with you. The immigration. We don't want you don't care if there's legal immigration. Yeah, legal immigration is good at, at, at a certain point. We don't want legal immigration. And so they're going to start hearing these things, and they're going to say, the Democrats are going to say, wait a second. Yeah, he's right. They're right. And wait, the Republicans aren't actually crazy because that's what they're doing. And so in right, terms of right. establishment, anti, anti-establishment, yeah, he's certainly going to be this way. Because the way he's being treated, they're going to see that. Because he's going to keep bringing it up. Biden doesn't want to debate me. They're not going to have primaries. They already said they're not having primaries. They're saying mm-hmm. they're not having debates. They said they're not having debates. So he's not going to, he's going to say, Biden doesn't want to debate me. This is anti-democratic. They should be debating me. Didn't they're not going to have primaries. Didn't, didn't Trump say he didn't want to debate either? He doesn't want to debate. That's a different reason, by the way. He does want to have the caucuses, though. He does want to have the votes. He doesn't want to get nominated again. He wants to go. Right, 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 he wants right. him to be he wants her to be, you know, an Iowa caucus, a New Hampshire primary, so he can prove to the rest of the field they still love me, not you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wants to show. He wants to show them. I'm beating you guys in North Carolina, South Carolina, New Hampshire, Iowa, Florida. He wants to beat DeSantis in Florida. He wants that. Trump wants that. Remember when Trump beat uh, Rubio in, in Florida? Yeah. In 2016? Yeah. That was yeah. embarrassing for Rubio. Imagine he does that to DeSantis in Florida. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. That that will also be reversed as well. Exactly. So. So anti-establishment. Yeah. Because he's seeing everything. Because he's he's showing a contrast between what the Democrats could be and what the could be sort of were were at some point, and the and this new Democrats, the Obamas, the Clintons, the Bidens, how corporate they are, how bot they are, how sinister they are, how like how extreme left they are, where it's like they're radicals. They're radicals and they're extreme, like the big pharma where they're pretty much being bought up by farmer and not doing the real things. Because that's really where it comes with the test. Really what the vaccine is, what he wants is like two things. It's like, can we get testing for vaccines the same way we do for every other medicine? And two, why is why are babies, like maybe can we look into why are we getting these many vaccines? Does a baby at one month or three days year old need to get all these vaccines? Mm-hmm. Like, right. like this amount, 72? And for these diseases, diseases that they shouldn't be getting as a baby, like why does a baby need a hepatitis B vaccine? Hepatitis is a yeah. I think I think you did mention about that last time. How um, you shouldn't you shouldn't give out that much of an amount for a little kid. That's what he says. That's what he always says. He says shouldn't give him an adult size to a little kid. So like yeah yeah yeah. I totally agree uh, with you with your point. Yeah, he'll definitely he'll be an eye opener for Democrats if they listen, if they want to listen, and if he gets on on enough platforms. Like you know, if CNN did a town hall for RFK Jr., huge. We make fun of CNN, but that's huge. People are going to tune in. They're going to say, wow. Okay, so you did mention that he, he'll probably uh, repel a lot of uh, the uh, Democrat voters. Yeah. No, another question. Do you think that, so it's not because Democrat politicians do have that popularity. Um, do you think it'll be like a nightmare for Trump if it were to happen, an RFK versus Trump? Yeah. 
Yes and no. Yes. Yes, but not because of the Democrats. Yes, because the independents. So yeah. the 20, 2016 and 2020 were won and lost because of the independents and suburban women. White suburban women who are pussies. Just going to say, it. like, you, the fact that you voted for a brain-dead man over this guy who did a good job before COVID. Right. Even after COVID, remember, after September, the economy started going back up again under Trump. Yeah, he still managed it, yeah. In 2020. Mid-COVID, there was COVID, people were dying, blah, blah, blah. The economy went back up. People were getting their jobs back. People were starting to go back to work, starting to do well. The inflation was going down. This really happened because of Biden. So, And so... I, I, I really think it'd be it'd be difficult. I'm voting for Trump regardless. Um, it's difficult because Trump is portrayed as as too wild. He says a lot of things. He has baggage, quote unquote, right? RFK's baggage is that he's anti-vax and maybe a conspiracy theorist, right? Quote unquote. But because he'll be able to go out there if he is the nominee, and the Democrats will support him. They will because they they they'll, they hate they hate Trump more than they don't like RFK. By the way, just mm -hmm. know that mm -hmm. they hate Trump. And if they see they can use RFK and then get killed afterwards, but they don't get Trump, they'd be okay with that because at least it's the Democrat. RFK, That's despite funny. the voice, despite the voice, yeah, despite the voice, despite the voice, which has been getting better. By the way, I, I, I like uh, in the Newsmax. It sounded very well. He's been doing better. He did get he had an operation in Japan which is why he sounds better, and that's great. Um, I think he'll do better because he's able to communicate in a way way clearer manner, and he's able mm -hmm. to put out his policies in a way clearer and better fashion. Mm -hmm. Trump can't. Trump says, I did the job, and I'll do it. Just trust me. I'm going to keep doing what we weren't allowed to do. Um, and some people don't want to hear that. They want to hear a plan, and I disagree with that. Just, you know, if he, he he's going to do the job. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, he did show us. So, like, in yeah, he showed us. You know, RFK will not have the experience. And Trump will probably try to outline this. Uh, um, I think Trump knows RFK is not going to get the nomination. I think RFK knows he's not going to get the nomination. I think you and I know that he knows, that everyone knows, he's not going to get the nomination. Yeah, I don't think... Right? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think... The, when it comes to the young voters from the Democrat side... I don't think they will fall for RFK. I think they will stick around with Biden and all that. They're blind. As long as Biden yeah. angles something else in front of them, like abortion, abortion. They'll yeah. They'll yeah. Go. Exactly. Yeah. All right. RFK has already said that he's not going to do. He's not going to take people's guns away, but that he's going to be. He's going to make more gun control. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? No. That's what. This is what I hate about conservatives. <laughs> they see RFK and they forget that he's a Democrat. It's like. Who, how dare, how, what does he think he's doing? He never said he's a conservative. He's running for the Democratic nomination. It's like, no, like we don't need strict gun controls. They don't, they no, no, but work. my point is like, why, why are the conservatives all angry about this? He's not running as a Republican. He's running as a Democrat. Obviously, he's in favor of gun control. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. stupid <laughs> when I hear these conservatives saying that he doesn't have my vote. He doesn't have your vote at all. Like, what are you talking about? It's so hilarious to me. No, I, I don't. I don't think a lot of conservatives look at it that way. Like, uh, if you're a conservative, you have to vote conservative. If that's your if that's your policy, if that's your view, they just think that. They, I think they just vote like 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 independents. 
But my question is like, why, did, why who, who had these expectations? Who rose your expectations for RFK this way? Mm-hmm. Why did you think RFK was going to be a, 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 a... He is pro-Second Amendment. He did say he likes the Second Amendment, but he does believe we have to do some things to, uh, you know, be on, you know, which means gun control, which is okay. That's a Democrat. We can disagree. You don't have to be, you know, united on everything. That's the beauty of life. You don't have to agree on everything. You know, like it's already enough. Be grateful there's a Democrat that's reasonable enough. You know what I mean? Like, be grateful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be be great. At least we're not stuck with Marianne as the second alternative. Marianne's insane. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think yeah, he'll be um, yeah, Trump will be in trouble, but I think Trump knows that he's not going to get the nomination. So I think that's why he keeps saying the, all these uh, these. Um, these uh these compliments to him because he wants the democrats to look bad he wants them he knows what he's doing he knows he knows what he's doing and so um That's smart actually yeah yeah no yeah trump's very smart people don't put it he's very good at strategizing he's very good um yeah. people forget the campaign is mostly trump you can look at all the campaign people he has the election was won because of trump and it was lost because of the staffers and because the staffers were bad and didn't help trump uh when he needed it so um you know, but but Trump, I think Trump would would suffer a little bit if the Demo- if the Democrats got behind RFK and gave him the support they give Biden. Yeah, he'd be in trouble. He'd be in trouble because RFK is different than Biden. RFK is younger. He's energetic. And yeah, he has the yeah. voice, but that will stop him. Uh, and he has, and he's real. He's real. But he's like a he's like a Trump. He's like a Trumpian Democrat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the Democrats won't let. RFK do what Trump did to the Republicans, which is take over their party. That's what they want to. Yeah. Right. No, good point. Anything else? Huh? I only have two questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The other thing I think that the Republicans didn't like. What was the other thing that they didn't like from the from the from what he said? Um, it was the gun control. And oh, affirmative action. Affirmative. Affirmative action. So he posted something about, you know, he supports affirmative action. Okay. Right? He, he supports affirmative action. He's a Democrat. Of course he will. Why do you expect him to not support affirmative action if he's a Democrat? Mm-hmm. Like, where did you get your hope? Who got your hopes this high? You know what I mean? Like, why did you have these high expectations? That's yeah, I, I, know, I know a lot of conservatives uh, that see on Instagram. Um, taking pictures with uh, RFK and talking about how RFK is like that true politician that we might need. Like, I'm not gonna that's name. I'm not gonna name about. the names. That's what I like, about. like, like, relax. Like, you're saying you're a conservative, but yeah, now exactly. you're, you're, yeah, no, don't. It's like saying you're a conservative and you like Obama because, like, why? I don't. I couldn't even find. I can't. I can't even make that analogy work. Why and then once, and then like once you get to hear his policies, it's like, bro, like, I, I didn't ask for this. Like, well. What you expect, like exactly? Uh, That's my point. What did you expect? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like maybe you should have researched him fully before going on this little adventure of that. I'm an RFK conservative. No, you're not. He's not a conservative. There's not a lot of conservative to him. He's gonna raise taxes. He's a Democrat. He likes high taxes on corporate and rich people. He like like he's a classical liberal. He's a liberal, but in in a traditional way, you know, not the bot corrupt Marxist liberals like these guys who are all in power, like the AOCs and the Bernies and the Elizabeth Warrens and the Obamas and the Bidens, you know what I mean? Right. He's not progressive. 
He's just a good old school liberal, which we need. I like it because we need that. We need conservatives and liberals back in this country. Not just conservatives against these Marxists in power. It's, 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 a, it's a new fresh air right now, like looking at RFK. Yeah, it's there you go. It's fresh air. It's like, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, are we going to have time to, for another segment or no? I don't think we have enough time. We're kind of over. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I think we're gonna we're we're gonna end it here. Um, again, guys, thank you to everybody out there in Angola and in Uganda. Um, I think uh, well, I think we're gonna see what happens. Um, and I did mention last week, Candy, if you're moving into your new spot, your new spot, so you're getting things situated, so the viewers they know you're not you weren't here last week because of that. Yeah, I'm already here. I I just need to situate with my with my internet and work on my mic as well. So I'm just yeah, yeah. We've been having difficulties. We're gonna put an episode before this, but we had difficulties. Um, but no, you know. So in the meantime, you know, if anything, you know, we'll, you know, they were okay with just me, you know, with solo episodes in the meantime. So you know, maybe we'll do something. If uh, we get some big breaking news, you know, we'll try to both come on. If not, if you know, if you're unavailable, I'll come on. So um, yeah, I think I think I'll be on a little bit more. So yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're trying to get more on, you know, put stuff more out. We know you guys need more content, so we're going to put it out there. Um, but again, as always, like, subscribe. If you want more content, you know, check out our Patreon. There's a lot more funny stuff on there um, that you'll enjoy. Uh, it's patreon.com slash for the number for the Republic. The link is down in our description or in the bio. Again, thank you to all our, our, our audio-only listeners on Spotify, uh, you know, Apple, iTunes, Deezer, these nuts, uh, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, etc. Appreciate you guys. Um, tell you get follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your strangers, just tell everybody. You know, just go out there, tell everybody about us. That's what I always say. And we'll be back before you know it with another great episode. And thank you guys again for listening, for watching. Can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys enough. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Stay racist. There you go. What he said. <laughs>